Everyone knows that playing with the powerful is a game that can get dangerous very quickly. Whether you're facing off with a lover, friend, enemy, or business partner, power has a tendency to bring out the worst in people. And sometimes, that leads to murder. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. This episode is part two of our discussion about the murder of Anne-Marie Fahey. So, if you haven't listened to part one, get on back there and check it out. I will be here when you get back. For those of you who are ready for more, welcome back. In the end of our last episode, we discussed how Thomas Capano murdered Anne-Marie when she tried to leave him for another man, but that isn't quite the whole story. Thomas Capano actually knew about Anne-Marie's other lover, a man named Michael Scanlon. Michael was a young executive who had quite the interest in Anne-Marie, and it seems like the feeling was mutual. The two began a casual friendship, and this is where Capano started to really lose it. The moment he realized that they were getting closer, he started trying to drive them apart. To do this, Capano took a classic page out of the obsessive lover playbook. He went absolutely wild trying to get a hold of Anne-Marie and repeatedly demanded that she not spend any more time with Michael. Capano wanted Anne-Marie to be with him, and him alone, which is a little funny given, you know, how he ran his life. He repeatedly called her and sent her emails, demanding she end their relationship while exploring the full potential of abusive language, I would say. And when he went to his friends about it, even more rage was present. Capano was convinced that he could give Anne-Marie the world, and he didn't understand why she would ever choose anyone else over him. And maybe this last dinner was meant to be his final plea. But when things didn't go his way, the evening took a dark turn. Capano, in true toxic partner style, went with the classic, if I can't have you, no one can. But then... Anne-Marie was dead, and he had a new problem on his hands. When you're in a position of power, a lot of work goes into maintaining that position of power. While we know that powerful people have gotten away with some pretty disturbing things throughout the years, this isn't always the case. People who have an empire to protect are known to take aggressive steps against anything that might threaten their standing, and... A body of a mistress in your home is certainly quite a threat. Capano was rich and powerful, but that didn't mean that he could just wave a magic wand and make the situation go away. He needed to make sure that no one ever found Anne-Marie so that her disappearance could never be linked to him. Fortunately for him, Capano knew a guy his brother, Jerry. Like many wealthy individuals, 
Jerry had a boat. It was a perfectly nice boat, and it had more than enough room for three passengers. Or at least two passengers and a body. The brothers couldn't risk anyone seeing a body, though, so they had to get a little more creative. In this case, getting creative meant disguising Anne-Marie as every boat enthusiast's favorite prop. A cooler full of drinks. The two brothers put her in the cooler, then carried her right onto the boat, acting like they were just going out for a ride. Full disclosure, this story is even more of a movie plot from this point on. As some of you have probably discovered at some point in your life, a good cooler floats in the water. So that's a problem when your cooler is just a cover-up for a murder, right? But they couldn't bring the cooler back or someone might find some evidence. So out on the water, they toss the cooler into the Atlantic Ocean, where it began to float. Seeing this, for good measure, Capano proceeded to shoot the cooler, which is so completely a scene from a movie. At least it would have been had the cooler sank, but it didn't work. The cooler continued to float, so the brothers had to come up with a new plan. They ditched the cooler grabbed the anchors from the boat, then tied the anchors to Anne-Marie's body and let her get dragged down below the water. The other evidence from the house, including a bloody couch and a few other things, was all thrown into dumpsters and the family moved on. Or so they thought. See, police were poking around during the investigation And that meant that they were looking for anything weird. Anything like, say, a sudden sail of a boat with missing anchors. For completely understandable reasons, police had some questions about this, so they called Jerry down to the precinct. After some questioning, Jerry broke. Maybe he wanted to save himself, or maybe the guilt finally got to him. Regardless, Jerry admitted what he and Capano did, detailing everything out for police. He explained how they sank her body, how they disposed of the evidence, and pretty much everything else that he knew. He rolled over completely on his brother, giving police the leverage that they needed to really take Capano down. Now, When they disposed of Anne-Marie's body, they were not in an accessible place. Over 60 miles out from the shore, there was no real hope of recovering the body. But, with Jerry's testimony, they were looking alright. There was just one other problem. The lack of a murder weapon. Obviously, I don't know anything about Capano, but I get the feeling that he was the kind of guy that wasn't really liked by anyone around him. His brothers were quick to turn on him, and they weren't the only ones. Police did not find the gun that was used to shoot Anne-Marie, but they did find the next best thing. 
the person who provided it. You know how Capano had all of those mistresses around town? Well, apparently one of his mistresses provided the gun that he used. Police didn't have the weapon, but they did have confirmation that such a weapon was given to him. Pairing this with the admission of guilt from his brother, Cabano was not in good shape. In a very prominent trial, he fought tooth and nail to get away with it, going so far as to actually blame his mistress that gave him the gun. He accused her of having a full breakdown when she learned that he was seeing Anne-Marie. Capano said that his mistress threatened to kill herself, but that Anne-Marie was actually shot when he attempted to take the gun. So, yeah, that's all. Noble. Um, But his final decision was to accuse a totally different spurned lover of killing her, and I just can't imagine how this guy could carry on his own fantasy. But he did for a while. It just didn't work. Capano was convicted and sentenced to death. Of course, we all know how the timeline for lethal injection works, and while he was waiting, something else happened. Life decided that Capano spent enough time on this planet. Ultimately, he died in his jail cell at the age of 61, following a cardiac event. Some would say that the cardiac event was Capano getting what he deserved, but I think that the real hit came after. Instead of mourning Capano's death, his family started circling like vultures. Rather than focus on the loss, they focused on the estate and the empire that he left behind. While he was laid to rest, his family opted to spend the subsequent months in court trying to determine who would get the money that he left behind. And that's that. Capano was able to serve time for his crimes because even with all of his money and power, he couldn't buy loyalty in the end. And I don't know about you, but I do think that he got exactly what he deserved. Or at least a step in the right direction. So, what do you make of this deadly love affair? Is this the story of a tragic loss, or the tale of a young woman who paid the ultimate price to bring down a very dangerous man? I'm not totally sure, but I do think that this particular crime makes for one hell of a story. So, if you want to discuss torrid love affairs, the dangers of upsetting powerful people, or just how hard it is to sink a body, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. A few of you have reached out to me to share some pretty amazing insights and case ideas, so you can expect to hear some of that in the weeks ahead. Until then, stay safe. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.